in conversation with Rohit Kupparam. Hi, Rohit. So, can you give us an elaborated uh, introduction of yourself as to what you do? Oh, um, I thought it would be a concise introduction, not an <laughs> elaborate introduction. <laughs> elaborate would be nice because I personally know that you do a lot of things and it's very interesting. So, um, well, yeah, it's like, you know, uh, well, uh, one of the main things that we do is we are dealers for Royal Enfield motor- motorcycles. Okay. And uh, we are based out of Yalanka in Bangalore. And, um, uh, well, we do sales and service. And that is just one part of the business. But the way we make it interesting is we have a lot of adventures as well. So uh, we do a lot of expeditions, a lot of rides. Um, and that's one of the ways that we keep our customers engaged as well. So, yeah, it's like, you know, uh, it's something that's passion driven. Um, so something that's very close to my heart. So uh, riding and Royal Enfield has always been a part of my life and it'll continue to be so. So, yeah. Yeah. That's very nice. So since how long have you been into biking? Oh, biking, um, been into biking for quite some time. It's like, you know, I've been riding for a very, very long time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, but probably my real, real expeditions as such started uh, a couple of years ago, probably about six, seven years ago. Um, so earlier to that, we were into riding, but not very, very extensively. Uh, always had the passion for bikes. Yes. So uh, then kind of, uh, it's like, you know, you were in a different phase of life and uh, yeah. uh, you never had uh, the it's like, you know, opportunities to do what you wanted to do. So things opened up for me about six years ago and that's when I started really exploring. And um, so that's a, that became a part of my work as well. So that's a positive thing. <laughs> yeah. So what got you into biking? Is there any particular reason or? Oh, first and foremost, I'm a guy. So I always was inclined towards <laughs> automobiles and things like that. So uh, that is the main thing. But yeah, always had passion for wheels. So four wheels or two wheels that has always been very close to my heart and very passionate towards. And um, uh, and nature is another thing that I love. So uh, biking kind of gave me an opportunity to mix both up, go into extensive rides, yeah. uh, explore the country and countries, you can say. Uh, on your bike, which is the best way to explore, which I can yeah. feel but the best of nature. Yeah, personally, for me, uh, I enjoy the nature more when I'm on the bike rather than in a car um, because you feel the nature. Absolutely, absolutely. You get to feel the excitement of the nature when you're riding. Absolutely, you get you become a you know, like, you know, as people say. Uh, First and foremost, uh, uh, four wheels move the body, two wheels move the soul, you know. Exactly. So that's that's very, very true. And um, yeah, it's like, you know, uh, uh, definitely you get to experience nature in a better way. Yes. Uh, you get to be a part of nature, I would say, when you're on two wheels. Yeah. So which was your first, like, a long ride, I would ask? Because I know you focus on long rides. So which was the first long ride that you can remember? That you ah, know, okay, that really something. turned you into thinking that, oh yeah, this is what I should do further on. Is there any ride or? Uh, uh, 
I, I would say it's like, you know, probably my first expedition to Ladakh was the thing that really hooked me on. Um, so it was just two of us who uh, rode to Ladakh uh, and it wasn't a ride from, it was an impromptu thing, you know, it's like, you know, we had some time on our hands and uh, we were in Kashmir and uh, uh, it was me and my brother who just like, you know, uh, took off and said, okay, let's explore Ladakh. <laughs> and that is what hooked on to us to exploring uh, on two wheels or else otherwise as well. It's like, you know, that was, that has been uh, a, a tremendous, that was a tremendous experience, a life changer for me. That's uh, very so interesting. That's what hooked me on to riding. Because yeah. in Ladakh is like the last goal of every rider. Like, everyone whoever is into biking will be having like, I should do Leh and Ladakh once, including me. But hearing you say that that was your first long ride, it's it's very, you know, fascinating and uh, interesting to know. Absolutely. And actually, it's like, you know, uh, Ladakh is a beautiful place, of course. It's like, you know, it is uh, riders, Mecca is what we call it. Yes. And it, it, is, it is definitely amazing. But trust me, there are many, many more places that you can explore that I would say you know Ladakh is amazing no doubt about it but yes. there are more places to explore there's is there something more to it you know yeah there's there's no end to it like there's something or the other always there's, there's no end to it yes and and even Ladakh it has uh, it's like you know there's 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 so many routes in Ladakh so every time you it's like you know you can go there every year and you can have something new to explore yes yes it's like that Right. Uh, so, it's like, you know, uh, so the first time that I did Ladakh, I did a ride from Srinagar uh, to Ladakh region, and then we uh, got off, got off from there, and we okay. took a flight back from Ladakh. And whereas last year, which we did, uh, we did a ride from Chandigarh. Okay. We did the Spiti Valley circuit, and then okay. we head to Ladakh, and we came back to Chandigarh. So uh, next year, uh, I plan to do uh, the Zanskar part of okay. it. Yeah, I've heard of So it. probably, yeah, after that, there is something more to it, you know, yeah. the, uh, the industry side. And uh, yeah, there like is always... Yeah, never into it. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, uh, I'd say it's kind of an addiction. That place keeps calling you back. You yes, know? that's there. That's always there. <laughs> that keeps you motivated and like never makes you stop. Absolutely, absolutely. So going on, what kind of bikes are you into? Like there's always one particular kind of bikes that any person is into. What is that for you? Um, for, for me, I love cafe racers. Okay. Okay, that, that's what I really love. Uh, well, that is not a bike that you would actually take it everywhere. Yeah. But I like it, you know. <laughs> like it. Yeah, there's everyone's liking factor. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And of course, it's like, you know, uh, that, that would say, uh, that's where my heart is in terms of cafe racing, where I really love the stance of the bike. I love the way the bikes move. Uh, I love the position of it, how it's made, the looks of it. Every way, it's great. And But practically speaking, I would prefer Adventure Tourer. Yeah. <laughs> Adventure Any particular tourer. bike in mind with regard to Cafe Racer? Um, uh, Cafe Racer. Oh, that I would love to have. Okay. Yeah, in your garage. A Cafe Racer that I'd love to have is probably a Motocuzzi. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's an Italian. <laughs> yes. yes. So that that's something that I would love to have. But yeah, I'm happy with my GT650 as well. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what kind of what kind of bikes do you have or do you own? 
well, I own a GT650. I own a Himalayan. He bought some Royal Enfield. Yes, yes, yes. Being a Royal Enfield dealer, <laughs> I thought I should stick on to those, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true because that's where your heart absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So before going into any of the bike, what is that one particular factor that you look in? You know, there's uh, always one particular thing that you look before saying that this is going to be in my garage. Um, a lot of factors actually. It's like you know, uh, a lot of factors. It really depends upon uh, what you want to use it for. Predominantly, you know, it's like you know, uh, and it also depends upon your fascination towards yes. it. Um, yes, it's like you know, I, I would like to have. Which, as I said, a moto gozi in my garage, uh, because my, because my heart is towards it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's it's not practical for everything, but it's it's a nice bike to have with you. You know, whether it is uh, the looks, the power, the whatever. You know. Yeah. So going on to the core concepts, do you think the technology mm-hmm. is evolving with the evolving automobile industry right now? Absolutely, in a big way, in a big, big, big way. Can you talk uh, um, see, there, there are many parts to it when you talk about technology, and uh, I, I would say probably not just not automobile. I would probably stick on to motorcycling or, or motorcycles. I would say, yeah. say uh, two wheelers in the broader perspective. Uh, there has been two things. One is uh, technology as far as the motorcycle or the two wheeler by itself, okay. and then the technology in terms of. Uh, uh, the kind of technology that assists you as a rider, as a motorcyclist. So when you talk about uh, technology as uh, a motorcycle, of course, um, there are the mechanical part of it, where there have been consistent uh, improvements in terms of uh, yes. uh, lower CCs, higher power, you've got your uh, better uh, fuel economy and uh, you have whatnot. But that, that's always been in a growing trend. But uh, when you talk about technology in terms of uh, the motorcycle, you know, things have been evolving in a very great front, you know, uh, whether it is your uh, uh, navigation, whether it is your connectivity, whether it is uh, uh, whatever, you know, assisting you as a rider, a motorcycle assisting you as a rider. And now the uh, companies also, you know, the bigger companies like Royal Enfield or uh, Bajaj or TVS or any of these guys, they have been really, really uh, going forward by incorporating technologies into their motorcycles. Uh, so one thing is, what has been the next thing is, uh, your bike is completely connected yes. uh, uh, to the, uh, the, the company knows where uh, you know, what's happening with your motorcycles in terms yes. of the sensors are being connected, whatever it is. Like, you know, so it's going to be the future is going to be app based technology where you are connected to the motorcycle with an app yes. and uh, the company is also uh, interacting with you uh, as the app owner and the motorcycle. And for example, you just have, uh, I would say, one of the sensors fail, you have. Uh, uh, it's like, you know, not sensors fail, I would say one of the parts fail and uh, the sensor triggers it saying that, hey, yes. there is some problem with the motorcycle, yes. right? And there's a notification that's sent to your mobile phone and at the same time sent to the company as well. So the company so, yeah. is well prepared to receive you and everything becomes reaches so out to you. Absolutely. The connectivity between the company, the motorcycle and the rider. So it's, it's 
and it is going to a very very great level which you know the kind of uh, 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 the the technology the way it's being uh, taken in by the companies the way it's being portrayed which you know taken in and the way it's going being adopted into the future models that are going to be coming in yes uh, is something amazing uh, so which you know that that would have everything which you know uh, the probably which you know uh, the they would get notifications in terms of services so which you know they would say okay which you know you're due for a service and there was a notification that goes directly to your yes uh, app and says so reminds you of services yes and even the company is also which you know we as a dealer we are also updated saying that hey um, this particular vehicle owned by Mr Akash is due for service so yeah. you can probably reach out to him and see if you yeah, can assist you, him in any way yeah and if you have any parts missing you can have it before absolutely 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 and we would be probably means like now as i said means like uh, uh, the the technology part of it the the adoption is phenomenal very intensive so that is one thing that i have noticed so there's there's and this is just the tip of the iceberg Yes, I'm sure they're going to be working on something more towards it. Absolutely, right. So, since so that is your, one part of it. Yeah, since you're buying yeah. from so long, what is that one part of technology that has evolved constantly? That have you noticed? Ah, uh, uh, we're pretty old school bikers, man. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we we kind of it's like you know. Uh, There's always one uh, part have, that like. shocked you or mesmerized you like wow i never thought this could happen something like that uh, navigation yeah that has been really amazing yes. like you know uh, the kind of uh, uh, development that has been like you know, we used to ride with maps in our hands and yes. uh, uh, trying to figure things out asking people on where to go how to go and things like that so navigation now you don't have to stop and ask for anybody yes you got your google maps telling you where to go yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> so navigation is as an explorer as a person who likes to explore and things like that so this has been something that's absolutely phenomenal for us and uh, and apart from that um, yeah mr you know, i would say that would be the core thing and then of course in every way mr like, you know uh, everything uh, is there at the tip of our fingertips mr like, yes. tip of our hands yeah. where we mr like, you know earlier we used to go we used so we had a, we, we, if we had to face a problem with a motorcycle it used to be quite a task to yes even of especially in your expeditions like leh and ladakh absolutely absolutely but now you're connected means like you know you have access you know uh, where is the nearest help that you can find all right so uh, in every way means like you know there's been phenomenal th- improvements and means like you know and even uh, connectivity uh every way there has been phenomenal things but i would say as far as technology because i think this is one thing another thing is communication yes uh yeah uh, that that was that is something really really uh, required for uh, the same for a rider yes uh, so if you're riding as a group communication among your peers and um, and if you're a solo rider as well you need to be connected to the world yes. people need to know where you are yes and Uh, you need to really have some help or something like that you, you now you're connected now now yes. it's good fun it's like you know but earlier it used to be quite a challenge yes. yeah. talking about communication can you throw some light on helmet intercom because very oh, much yeah. people are not aware of it as a whole fact of it 
I think that's one of the best things that has happened to us, Mr. Ganav. And uh, I was coming to that, the next part of it. As I said, one is the motorcycling, uh, the, the technology development as a motorcycle company. And then uh, the technology that assists you as a rider. Yes. So, uh, of course, the helmet intercom is something that's been uh, a boon for us, Mr. Ganav. So, uh, Mr. Ganav, me being... Um, uh, uh, an entrepreneur uh, and uh, owner of a business and I need to be connected uh, even on the move and yes. uh, uh, earlier you know, uh, without the intercom you need to stop answer your phone and you know, yes. get Good. disconnected yeah. but now yeah but now even on the move you are connected uh, to your phone you connected to your fellow riders over the intercom and um, the communication has been absolutely amazing it's like you know that's been pretty seamless and that's been good and uh, the kind of technology that has been evolving also it, it has not really reached us yet yes but uh, it's like, you know you're, you are connected to the rest of the world via the internet and uh, you do keep coming across the uh, kind of developments that are happening over there and you kind of wish that it comes down yeah. here pretty fast, you know? <laughs> yeah. Talking about so, the app as well, uh, there are right. big fancy bikes that have already have it. You just like yes. wonder why yes. can't my bike have this kind of right now? Um, yeah, it's not, uh, but like, you know, probably uh, it's not available right now, but yeah, in the future, I'm sure they're going to be available. Near future. <laughs> yes, very near future. Yeah. <laughs> Since you explore a lot, I'm huh? sure that you'll be using a lot of electronic gadgets. Which is that yes. one gadget that you always have other than your smartphone while you're on tour or say you're exploring something? Um, uh, uh, I would love to. Um, and I, I, I definitely need to have my intercom on. Okay. So my Senna. So I use a Senna headset. Okay. Uh, that is one thing that I really, really need. And of course, your GoPro camera. So if I have my smartphone, but the smartphone takes care of the rest of the things. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> I don't need a laptop now. <laughs> yeah. Do you vlog? Sorry? Do you vlog your rights uh, and toss? No, not really. But I would love to do it though. There's everything start. You can start off anytime. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can start off this year in the next later. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next, talking about moving a bit you know, from the topic, what do you think about the electric motorcycles that are, you know, booming right now? Um, uh, second, at least one second, what is being said is uh, uh, they are the next big thing. Uh, they're already on the way to becoming big. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, no, I don't have anything against electric motorcycles, but uh, uh, I, I still feel that I'm kind of an old school guy. So you really yeah. need to feel the machine. And yes. uh, so uh, uh, there's always going to be a, a like, you know, following or uh, the love for. Uh, yes, I agents. totally agree with you. Yes. But yes, like, you know, the, uh, there is going to be uh, uh, the, the, the industry is still evolving. It's in a very nascent stage. It has got a long way to go ahead and uh, there needs to be the right kind of support system as well for it. So uh, it is not, uh, it's like, you know, uh, uh, just having a nice 
motorcycle uh, electric motorcycle is not sufficient you need to be able to take it to anywhere you want yes <laughs> so so i i can't even think i cannot even dream about taking any with the current technology i cannot dream about taking any of the vehicles to the expeditions that even the base, most basic of the expeditions so that's my follow up question coming up do you think yeah. think transitioning into a world of electric motorcycles you know with advanced technology can give us as powerful engines as we have today you know to take us to longer distances without charging them much is there a possibility that is that is i'm sure there is a possibility for that i'm 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 definitely will be means like you know uh, uh, technology is always evolving and uh, and evolving at such a quick pace we we are not too far away from it talking about the manufacturing industry do you think the technology see technology will have a positive and negative impact on both that right, is my right. opinion so right. does it have a positive impact or negative impact on the manufacturing industry since you are a dealer and you are well aware of the facts uh, well yeah uh, it, it is definitely going to be uh, positive in terms of streamlining a lot of processes uh streamlining the manufacturing process streamlining the distribution process streamlining uh, even the uh, retail process as such you know i come into the last bit of the retail part of it yes. right uh, so when you talk about technology yes there is a lot of things been we have seen a lot of changes for the last 5 years itself the kind of uh, direction that we have taken that the company has taken towards technology being the technology being so right now it's very small in terms of you know we use technology predominantly to manage our processes and do a little bit of marketing and things like that you know but uh, the way we look forward uh, it is definitely going to be good and uh, like, you know, in positive in many ways negative in many ways because uh, positive being it will uh, add in which like you know a lot of uh, uh, what do you say there's not going there's going to be lesser financial strain on the retail industry okay but that's interesting time, yeah how is it can oh, i know see, it's interesting okay um what can happen what may happen is uh, uh, see right now the way the the model works is uh, uh, we buy motorcycles as a dealer we buy motorcycles from the company stock with us and we sell them yes with the improving technology the customer would be able to place an order for customize their offering okay so the company will give you options about customization uh, you can book your vehicle online and the vehicle will be delivered to you it will be made specifically you and delivered to you that is the kind of direction that the company will go forward in the future may go forward in the future it's very fascinating uh, it is it is and uh, see already we did we have taken up that step where uh, as royal enfield uh, if you go into the royal enfield website uh, there is a small level of customization already available okay for certain models of motorcycles you can actually choose the kind of color that you need the kind of decals that you need whether you need alloy wheels you don't need alloy wheels Are you whatever means there are there are tons of options so basic customization you can go actually and book it book for it and that particular motorcycle is going to be manufactured specifically for you okay and it is going to be coming to 
my dealership to be delivered to you. Okay. So I don't have to buy that motorcycle and then wait for a customer to come in and sell it. Oh, that's really nice. Like that yeah. is so, so much. So as a dealer, yes, as a dealer, I don't have to, I, I'm not spending by paying the company in advance, keeping it as a stock in my premises and yes. then selling it. That the whole process involves a cost. And now it is, it's different. It's like, you know, it's being made for a customer. So I very well know that this customer has ordered for this motorcycle. So as soon as it comes, I call the customer and say, hey, your bike has come and I would like to deliver it to you. That will impact in so many ways, right? Like it stores, saves, it reduces the power and the company knows how many bikes are doing. Yes, that's interesting. Absolutely. So going on to the next question, how do you think technology will change the basis of competition in the automobile industry? Not only bike can be cars or anything. Uh, 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 technology, of course, as I said, machines are getting smarter, right? And uh, the companies that are going to be jumping onto this technology uh, are going to be offering something more to the customer. Yes. And definitely, that is definitely going to be uh, impacting the numbers as well. So there's going to be a choice towards this. And uh, yeah, it's like, you know, uh, definitely there is going to be, uh, I think already uh, every company is already on the path to adopting the right kind of technology uh, to make their machine smarter and make sure that it has a selling point. You can probably take the MG Hector, for example. Yes. That's one of the smartest cars that are there right now for the yes. right price at the right offering. And, exactly. and they're making a killing out of it. Yes. Right? And uh, the way they have uh, positioned uh, and the kind of, uh, like, you know, to be very honest, like, you know, MG is a heritage brand, a British yes. brand, yes. everything is right. Uh, but as a lay person and a lay Indian, had never heard about MG even me, frankly speaking, yeah. I've never heard. Yes. Only when the so, Hector was in the advertising area, that's when I came to know about the brand and you know the history. Absolutely, absolutely. And tell me, which other company has made a killing like that in India? It's very difficult for any new company, a new brand that doesn't have any recognition, to be successful in the Indian market. Yes, exactly. And Especially in the Indian yeah, market. Absolutely, and the MG. Got got this product, means like you know, a much more technologically advanced. Uh, means like it's not technologically advanced. I would say they made a smarter a car. Features, tech features. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, and that enticed people to buy it. You have the competition for it. You had competition. You had the uh, Harrier, and yes. uh, it had the uh, whatever. Means like you know the other vehicles. Oh, it's it's yeah. thing. Yes. So, but it always had still, that standing out factor of absolutely, the absolutely. insight that they called. Very much true. Very much true. So yes, I, I think uh, uh, people, uh, but say companies also have realized that uh, uh, technology is something that entices people, right? And definitely there is going to be an impact on it. It's like, you know, they adopting the technology into their vehicles is definitely going to be a the future. They really need to change over into it. But yes, there are still going to be old school things. Everything like, you know, has a... still absolutely there. There's a market for everything. Yes, there are still going to be people who say, "Mr. Like, I still have got customers who come up to me and say, "Hey, 
your guys are doing good it's royal enfield but it is not the royal enfield not like my 1980 model it royal exactly i have i've listened to this a lot <laughs> yeah so so yes which like you know there are and means like you know, uh, uh, but at the same time uh, i have got customers who say i have this 1980 model where and field and i'm tired taking care of it i, I would like to have a vehicle yeah, yeah absolutely i just want to take it which like you know i don't have any problems with it i just go ahead and use it you know so there are two sides to everything so yeah it's like you know uh, india uh, and in general we have a market for everything yes <laughs> So going on I think you're the right person to ask the next question. So people tell BS3, BS4, BS2, now BS6 system, what exactly right. is it and what what does it play around in the automobile industry? Ah uh, I, I see the B the Bharat series 6 as what has been introduced now is basically an intention of the government to cut down on the pollution. and not only pollution even safe fuel okay so uh, the intention is to, is to put in stringent norms so that the vehicles are less polluting so the the uh, norms are uh, imposed on the manufacturers and making sure that they carry out these things so uh, like, you know, from the bs4 to the bs6 uh, there has been a lot of modifications in terms of uh, uh, the catalytic converters there is a change okay. in the catalytic converters there are introduction of the lambda sensors or the o2 sensors uh, so basically making uh, two things making the engine more efficient making the combustion more efficient making the exhaust more efficient uh, reducing in fuel losses earlier even in fact the the fuel tank cap okay has got norms and it has changed are you serious to reduce yes to reduce the evaporation of the petrol from your tank making more economy i guess yeah absolutely it's like uh, it's a resource you know fuel is a resource and uh, every means like they have to be means uh, like they're standardizing things so that the manufacturers follow them with an intention to save that loss yes right and uh, of course means like you know the emissions means like you know we we are already living in a polluted world so uh, whatever best possible to make sure that the emissions that are uh, emissions are clean enough that are being emitted by the motorcycles or the vehicles so that is the that is the whole intention and i think it's a it's a great thing it uh, uh, i would say right now the bharat 6 norms are equivalent to the europe norms okay so yeah earlier uh, we had a lot of customers uh, expats who used to come over here uh, buy our motorcycles and take it back with them when they uh, they're done with the tenure in india they used to go back to germany or france or wherever they came from okay. they used to take their motorcycles with them and they used to have a hard time getting them registered yeah because of the norms because yes to because their motorcycles would not meet the emission norms of those countries but right now as far as i know there's no or minimal modifications required so that is india has gone a way ahead it's like they've gone a long a way forward yeah yeah gone a long way forward and that's amazing it's like you know and and i think it's the need of the hour they need to take care of the uh, mother earth as well so yes. yeah something Absolutely. to do in return 
whatever she has absolutely been. absolutely that's that's something that I, i think that's required okay it, it does put the companies in a little bit of an inconvenience it puts us in a little bit of inconvenience but um, yeah but, but something that is required needs to be done simple as that yes so talking yeah. about innovation what mm-hmm. what amount of percentage do technology plays a vital role in innovation being followed ah uh, <laughs> that's the i think uh, technology equals innovation you know <laughs> okay <laughs> that just changed the entire scenario of what i'm trying to tell <laughs> <laughs> no I, i think it plays a very huge role very very huge role uh, and we are living in the technology age so we need to move with the time so i think technology plays a very very big role in every way okay so i'm going to ask you a bit of deep question now since we have talked mm-hmm. so much positive about technology so when you read all these forums online that you have there's always this fight going on that few riders say that technology is actually curbing this riding skills um uh yeah in a, in a way yes means like you know it's not curbing as such uh, it's making this if uh, the main uh, area where this comes in is motorsport okay so people when they talk about motorsport is that is when things come into play uh that is when there is this debate that happens saying that hey uh uh like, you know, technology is yes. reducing the skill of a rider yes. and things like yes. that it, but it's making the sport safer right it's making the sport safer but yes it's like you no know, uh, as a motorsport guy uh, i've seen guys it's like you no know, even we support a motor support team okay uh, to go yeah it's like you know uh, so when we go to them the bikes are literally stripped of everything it's like abs <laughs> is removed uh, in our bikes probably abs is considered as a technology yes yes that was my <laughs> that was my next question like i was watching a video the other day and right. there was this uh, he's a he's an adventure tourer and his rider would not take his name he was arguing in a instagram live video saying that abs is actually reducing the safety of the bikes i was against a negative impact on that so i right. was just wondering till then what exactly is abs and you know in the motorsport as you talked of i never right. knew that it was removed because if it is a safety wise obviously would want it to be implemented can you have a say on that uh yes uh, motorsport also it depends upon what kind of a sport it is if you're talking a track um, uh, uh, a track i would say abs is a boon it's really brilliant it, it's required when you're talking about uh, a dirt track yeah or uh, i would say motocross abs hinders the performance not the performance hinders the safety as well okay. uh, you go so that's the reason um royal enfield when they came out when uh, the indian government insisted that every vehicle over uh, a certain cc should have abs is that a they introduced the yeah yes that oh, is i didn't know this yeah so every uh, motorcycle over a certain cc uh, i'm guessing it's about 150 cc is required to have abs so when that norm came in the himalayan was introduced with the abs that came with a huge backlash so because himalayan is an adventure tourer you need to take it off roading 
yes. you need to go to places where you and when you're going for example you're going on a rocky road on a decline what happens to your balance when your tire locks up you lose the balance and fall absolutely so that is what probably the other biker also was experiencing and he was going negative about uh, abs yeah my so, because i never knew this yes. i was of the negative yes. impact that what he is trying to you know impose on the social absolutely. media absolutely as i said if it is a tar road if it's a tarmac abs is brilliant it's great but if it is an off road if you're or on no roads if you're on a motocross track it wouldn't work but second it's going to be very very difficult you need to have you need to develop additional skills to handle a bike with abs on those terrains <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah means like so what royal enfield did with the bs6 they have introduced the switchable abs okay so you can turn off the abs whenever you are off roading and turn it on whenever you need it okay so that serves the purpose yes so there is yes. a solution for everything when you look on to it you know absolutely these absolutely these are the times that prove the fact of this statement absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so is there any accessory that you know you always have on any bike you ride mm. for exploration purpose for touring say any the most basic of the things the most anything. basic of the thing it can be yeah uh, i would mobile phone holder <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would say that. <laughs> I would say that, uh, that's the basic of the things that you would need. <laughs> mobile phone holder, mobile phone charger so that you are connected to the world, yes. you know. <laughs> and your maps as and, well. You don't get lost. Maps, absolutely. 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 So that is the main thing and yeah and of course your uh, your connectivity, your bluetooth headset, your GoPro camera just to record your memories. yeah and yeah that's about it and of course means like you know the rest of things are you must you pack your tent you pack your bags put it on your bike and you ride along Just that's about right. it and of course the safety gear of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> so talking about maps do you use your phone or uh, you see you've seen this fancy gadgets that you see on the dash of many motorcycle riders yes um, because i have never used it or seen it personally So I would love to know uh, what it is and what is the technology behind that. Well, uh, it's the same thing as that of a maps, but taken to the next level. Uh, that's your satellite navigation. Okay. Uh, so you have your Garmin. You must, I'm sure, you must have heard about Garmin. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So Garmin has these devices that, uh, um, which I can know that basically uh, gives you to do customized mapping. Okay. so uh, you explore you create your own map and you load it onto it or you explore you create a map and share it with somebody else they can go in the same trail as you want so, so you don't uh, need internet connectivity kind of, uh you need to you need you need internet need connectivity internet. for it you need it you don't need internet connectivity provided you, you have internet connectivity it's like loading a map okay so once you have your map loaded on you have you can just go ahead and use it So that is that is predominantly used for your very uh, extensive, very extreme uh, adventure touring or uh, very extreme uh, rallies like your uh, uh, Dakar and uh, your uh, uh, Raid the Himalaya or Dakshin Dare or any yeah. of those things is what you probably would need that because uh, 
there are routes set by the organizers. There are parts where there is, it's like, you know, there is, because in those extreme conditions, you don't have directions or boards or anything, or a matter of fact, people around as well to yes. help you with the directions. So yes. they kind of create a route, they create a map, and they load it onto this device where you have to use that device to navigate across to the, this thing so that, and it is uh, probably not a very huge requirement as such, which I can't just, unless as I said, it's, like, you it's just added point. Yeah, it's like, you know, your Google Maps does the job of it, it's like, you know, even yes. for your expeditions to Ladakh, Spiti or cross country or different countries, your Google Maps definitely does the job. So next question is, uh, have you biked anywhere out of India? Yes, I have. Um, I have biked in Thailand. I've done the complete tour of Thailand on a Royal Enfield. Nice. That's interesting. Can you set, a, set across a few differences that you noticed in our country and Thailand? Let it be in terms of touring or anything for that matter of fact. Uh, Your experience, I would say. Uh, same, it's like, uh, I was a part of uh, the Royal Enfield tour of Thailand that was about two years ago. Okay. And uh, we, we were basically, uh, we were one of the few privileged uh, guys who got an opportunity to uh, fly from India, go there, and we were given Royal Enfield motorcycles. And we got a chance to explore the country with uh, fellow Royal Enfield enthusiasts from Thailand. Okay. So the local ties. So uh, it was a great experience riding with the locals, understanding their culture, understanding the thing. And the and the core of a biking brotherhood is the same everywhere. You know, yes. your brothers for life. You know, so that that was a good thing. Like, so it was a great connect. And uh, uh, of course, Mitzek, like, you know, you are in a new country, uh, and uh, but. Your fellow riders make you feel comfortable that yes. you get accustomed to the concept of riding very quickly yes. even in a new place. Uh, but it was absolutely breathtaking to explore the different terrains over there. And it's like, you know, it wasn't the general city ride that we did. We explored the whole of Thailand. We went up to uh, Myanmar border, okay. Laos. We went to the border of Laos and we came back. Uh, it was absolutely gorgeous. And it's like, you know, uh, it was a total different experience yes. for us, and I, I feel would say, you. absolutely, <laughs> it's it was. Uh, I'm loss of words. Yeah, it was that amazing. It was that breathtaking. You know? Yes. So next, uh, as a dealer, do you think technology implementation, since you've seen technology evolve from so from so many faces, do you think it has a risk in anything? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, of course. Mitch, like, have you, know, you faced um, any, I've, like? I personally haven't faced um, technology as a threat. It has always been a friend to us. Uh, it has already always helped us in streamlining a lot of our processes. And uh, I can't even think about, uh, uh, what do you say, running my operations without the support of technology. It is <laughs> next to impossible, you know. Yes. Uh, whether it's our dealer management system that is the backbone of, our operations, you know, the kind of assistance that it gives us is absolutely amazing. And without that, I don't know where we would be, you know. Yes. And, uh, but yes, it's like, you know, one way uh, that I can see as, uh, I would say, a negative thing towards uh, uh, the technology is the automation process of it. 
so the the kind of level of automation that technology is assisting in uh, i'm I, I fear for uh, i'm saying probably employment uh, yes. would be affected in a great way yes. in the future yes that's 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 probably one of the negative thing i think it is going to uh, impact even uh, as uh, uh, i can think about quite a few operations in our own current business which i say hey um, uh, i think uh, this job can be done by a machine than by a yes. man you know and, yes. and it's always uh, better if you it's a debatable question as of now but yes if mm-hmm. if anything doesn't more accurately for you then why not absolutely absolutely uh, so that's that's probably the negative thing of it and the way i'm thinking over i'm sure the company is also thinking about hey i can reduce this from the dealership yes you know, yes <laughs> it's mutual you know when you get that it's account, right? yeah. <laughs> absolutely so yeah so that, uh, i definitely uh, I, i would say there are certain processes in the business that uh, needs intervention of certain uh, what do you say uh, certain people or certain uh, processes that cannot be changed those things has to be in place yes. for the smooth functional thing but uh, the, the i'm sure uh, it would definitely affect the kind of uh, margins or the kind of money that you would probably be making and things like that so it's it's always very debatable very um, skeptical we're always skeptical about it yes, yeah so uh, i would like to ask you a question about dash of motorcycles talking uh-huh. about fancy motorcycles here the big adventure right. tourers or stuff like that right so right, there is right. so much complicated electronics right uh, have you ever faced an issue with that being a uh <clears throat> no uh, uh sometimes it does get a little bit on your thing but uh, but most of things are pretty much uh, i would say uh it's pretty simple it might look complicated but uh, you can make it complicated if you want to play around with it means like you know for example your your kawasaki zx12r or the zx14r or any of those bikes means like you, know, you can hook up your computer to it and tune it the way you want you can tune your uh, outputs you can tune your traction you can tune your things uh, yeah means like you know that is a requirement if you are t- planning to take it onto the track and really want to play around with it but as um, uh, a, a rider with a stock bike uh, with the stock features i think they're fairly user friendly and uh, means like you know you have your simple switches of your power mode your economy mode and your uh, track mode and things like that so you just switch it on to that and you go ahead with it means like you know but you never really really get into any kind of but yeah means like you know uh, uh, when you get into core riding all those things fade away means like you know you really have to get on to enjoying the ride yes. uh, there are many instances that a ride is happening and means like you know you're riding you're so immersed with the ride and with your motorcycle with the nature yes that you even forget to switch on your camera yes <laughs> just so, enjoy uh, yeah but saying like, you know so uh, uh, but saying like, you know, so uh, many of the times i don't even put on my camera i say like hey i i'm going to forget recording it so why don't put on it you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah but saying like, you know i would definitely like something that would probably record all the time that i'm riding so i don't have to have the hassle of uh but saying like, you know operating any of my devices 
okay yeah so uh, the next question is what is the percentage of modification that you personally do on your bike let it be anything else oh, okay you know, <laughs> there are tons of sensors out in the market say your side stand sensors uh, and stuff like that so what is the what modifications do you do on your bike um uh, i am more inclined towards mechanical modifications uh, okay so uh, right now uh, we are working uh, i'm working on my own motorcycle which is i own a royal enfield gt650 okay so uh, we are working on it uh, we are reboring it and making it an 850 oh so uh, an 865 cc yes so we are in the which you know we get into modifications in that sort where we get into mechanical modifications make it more powerful make it more agile uh so we are building that bike literally from ground up uh because with power comes more responsibility yes. that's what you say <laughs> so yeah you need to have your suspensions in place you need to have your uh connecting factors in place whether it's your handling uh, the right kind of handling with the power so we are working on that modification and yeah we we do get a lot of uh, we have a custom shop as well so we do custom motorcycles as well oh that's nice so, i've seen one of your custom motorcycles and uh, from the first look i was just in love with it oh yeah that, that must be the taki the bakala yes, one with the yes, kali yes, painting yes, on it yes. yes yes oh that's that's one of my favorite projects that looks and... that looks like wow you, your mind just blows up <laughs> you just have a look at that i should probably come over and take a ride of it sometime yeah sure i would love to <laughs> yeah you need a quite a lot of skill to ride that as well so. yeah that you're there for always <laughs> assisting me <laughs> <laughs> it's good fun yeah. so uh, yeah so we get into uh, so we have a custom shop so we do custom modifications for the motorcycles so um so we get into modifications of that sort but yeah it's like you now uh, the most common uh, basic modifications that customers comes for is anything that suits their requirement i don't think they feel there's a need to it there's a guy who is not in the habit of not uh, uh, you know uh, not in a habit of removing a side stand when he starts his bike he probably would go in for a sensor to yes. but most of those things are already uh inbuilt in the new motorcycles yes so for example your side stand thing which you were mentioning uh our motorcycles don't move with the side stand on oh seriously yeah yes okay, so yes so the now the new motorcycles anything means like you know the basic classic 350 to your gt650 all those motorcycles uh, once you start your motorcycle and if the side stand is on you put it to the first gear it cuts off it doesn't move forward okay that's that's yeah. nice yeah so uh, there is a con- continuous constant improvement by the company keeping it. in mind even the smallest of the things yes Yeah. so there is uh, so uh, it, it's very difficult uh, there is going to be a time in future where you probably will say okay but like now i i can't think of any further modification that i need to do on the bike everything is already in there <laughs> <laughs> so what is that one feature that you would love to have in your bike which might not be in the technological aspect right now in the market but you would love to have it Oh, okay. Um, anything for that? Anything? Not even present right now. It could take twenty-five years from now to be built. Something like that. No, nah, I don't. I don't want to think so much about it. As I said, I'm a very um, 
much like you know, as cool, far as, as a rider if i think of it i'm uh, I, i'm very much uh, a core down to earth rider yes. so i would say thinking about the basics i wish my bike had a step knee to go along oh yeah that's a, that's a good one that's that's really a good one but i have a counterpoint for that yeah with the tubeless tires you can actually ride for longer no yes 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 you can you can but yeah but like you know after talking about our motorcycles as of now so yeah the, which we have a challenge but yeah a there is a solution for that as well <laughs> there is a solution for it but i was trying to be a little bit hilarious that's what yeah, i said that, that, was, that like was a brilliant <laughs> point like no one would have ever thought like who would come up with a right <laughs> so it was more of the hilarious yeah. front <laughs> so anything any aspect of technology that you would love to change and you feel it's not correct um no not really no no not that i can think of a motorcycle with technology or the technology that i use for my benefit as a rider um i, I don't think there is anything uh, negative about what i use right now so Uh, I'm love with the technology not, that I not use. Not negative, actually. That you would love to right. change a point of it or a part of it to something else, a modification. Uh, okay, which uh, uh, I would say, um, uh, handling. Which I, you know, uh, as I said, there comes a point in a uh, ride that I go through, and uh, it becomes a hassle for me to handle these gadgets and equipment that I have with me. Yeah. I, I I would rather enjoy my ride uh, on the motorcycle, yes. be immersed with nature, rather than handling my mobile phone or my GoPro camera. Yes, that's my, always a hassle. Uh, absolutely, or your Bluetooth headset or anything for whatever gadgets that you have. Means uh, like you know you sometimes feel that hey, it's getting a bit too much. Just forget about it. You rather experience yes. it yourself. create your own memories and be happy with it than recording your memories you know so if there was some kind of a development in technology that can which i'm sure is already there on the process if you can see your uh, new age helmets which like you know your uh, uh, your latest um, uh, helmets like your scully and things like that uh, you come across these uh, like you know inbuilt uh, what do you say um, uh, cameras and bluetooth and everything where with 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 just uh, the uh, gestures of your eyelids you can control uh, the recording of your camera or uh, answering your phone or viewing what is behind your uh, vehicle and improving yes. the safety yes. so all these things um, the technology is already being developed and it's being portrayed but it's still not accessible to yes. us so uh, i'm really waiting to get my hands on this kind of technology yeah so talking about helmets uh, there's this always you know differences that been going on the certifications there is dot and there is isi yes as a yes. layman not much people know what those certifications are can you just uh, throw some light on that yeah absolutely uh, i am also not that very very knowledgeable on it but uh, the way you surely i would know something uh, you know like yeah yeah so uh, isi is indian standard uh, institute so uh, that's uh, standardization by the indian government and the similar way dot is for europe so the standards imposed by uh, dot 
uh, they, they the they have give certain like how we get uh, uh, how ISI gives their standardizations to yes. the Indian manufacturers. DOT gives the standardization to the European manufacturers. Yes. So it's just the way of the standardization of each uh, country that is uh, or countries in Europe and ISI for India where the standardization is given to them and the safety levels are developed based on those standardizations. So, uh, so a dot helmet uh, according to me is a much better made helmet because the standards of the European counterparts are much higher uh, than our Indian thing because basic thing the speed limits are much higher in European countries. Yes. So the crash testing is done at a higher speed. So the standardizations are there on a higher side. Whereas ISI, they would probably say that, hey, uh, the speed limit of India is 80 kilometers an hour. So what is the uh, standard required to build a helmet to achieve that a person is safe when he crashes at 80 kilometers an hour or 100 yes. kilometers an hour? They never consider 150, 160, 180 because they would say that our roads, our roads are not meant for that. Our rules say that you cannot go over this. So there is no, there is probably there's no standardization required to achieve that distance. Yes. So uh, according to me, yes, there has been uh, instances when the helmet rule was made uh, compulsory. So that is when cops started catching uh, yes. people with the DOT helmets and started saying, uh, hey, uh, this is not ISI approved. Well, that wasn't logical to me. But, because you um, see, anything better is always good, right? Taking that Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it wasn't logical, but hey, that's the way things <laughs> go on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, 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 so that's the thing. It's like you know, that's the different standardization, and uh, uh, it, and I'm sure, it's like you know, whether it is uh, CE approved or uh, DOT approved, they are great helmets as well. It's like you know, they're much more safer, and uh, I don't think uh, the government should have problems by allowing people to use it. It's like you know, it's simple as that. It's like you know, a guy who's riding a thousand cc motorcycle and he gets an opportunity to hit 150, 160, 180 or 200 kilometers an hour. He would definitely like to have Better to keep himself well protected with the right kind of the protective equipment. Yes. And the government telling him to buy an ISI product, a certified product with lower, this thing doesn't make sense at all. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, but ironic, but yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah. So I have. But one I think it's relaxed now. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I have one final question. Do you think the advancement in the field of science and technology has made it easier to ride? Um, of course, definitely. As I said, Google Maps, man, that's the best thing that could happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, meant, definitely as a rider. Yeah, I meant with the huge bikes, right? You get something called yeah. electronic handling, which you need not handle. The bike handles itself. Uh, so, uh, uh, not really, again, with the bigger bikes, you definitely need the skill to yes. handle those motorcycles. Uh, it doesn't balance itself, uh, but it supports in terms of uh, uh, certain uh, situations. So, you're going at a high, certain speed on a higher speed, there is uh, probably gravel on the road or 
uh, the road is wet and things like that and you hold the uh, the front uh, rear brake the vehicle skid so it would kind of gauge itself to apply a little bit of the front brake as well to try to make it as stable as possible but it is not a two wheeler i don't think there's any two wheeler right now at least on road that would avoid a crash you know like now it, it still needs a certain level of skill of the yes. rider to control it and i'm sure i've seen a couple of these videos about this uh, uh, development about um, uh, motorcycles using gyros gyroscopes to yes. stabilize the bikes and things like yes. that yes but, i was talking about the same thing uh, yes so but yeah that's way far ahead it's like you know i think uh, it's going to take a very very long time for us to reach that pace and and then why would you want to buy it it's not going to be a motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why would you want to buy a self balancing motorcycle and ride it you know? not me <laughs> but makes sense <laughs> no, that, yeah that doesn't make sense yeah. to me though but you, you need uh, i mean i would still stick on to the basics i still love riding a two stroke motorcycle that's how good it has oh, been like you know uh, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me so, back <laughs> absolutely absolutely so uh, i really would like to as far as riding is concerned i still believe in the concept of pure motorcycling yes where which i think everyone should you, stick to it you know that is what absolutely. the concept is all about very much true very much true uh, so much uh, pure motorcycling is what it's all about means like you know enjoy the machine enjoy your ride enjoy the nature um enjoy where you're heading to yes explore the place uh and then the process you know explore yourself right so True. that's that's something that's something anything you know every time you head out you definitely have something nice to come back with yes so i have a one question that a personal right. question so when do you ride like is there an emotion like when you feel certain emotion that you just take out and ride I wish my wife allows me to do that. Well, yes, it's like you know, uh, it, it's. Uh, I love riding. I I don't have to have a certain uh, frame of mind to ride. Like no, I, like you love to ride in those situations to understand yourself. Yeah, when I'm stressed, I would definitely love to take out my bike and head out. When I'm in an emotional state, I would like to take it out. Yeah. When I'm happy, I would like to ride out. Okay, you are an all-time rider. So, so, my probably my style of riding changes when I am in a different emotional state, or the places that I head to will be very different when I'm in a different emotional state, or with whom I go out is going to be in a very different emotional state. So that's that's the thing. It's like you know, but a ride is any time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that comes to the end of the list of the topics that I discovered. Hey, thank too. you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank you really so much. I hope you. it was it was good fun, man. It was good fun. I hope yeah, you had really a good same time for me. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right, mate. Thank you.